0: Welcome to Out to Lunch, the podcast which does exactly what its title says. I get a truly fascinating person, I get a booking at a really great restaurant, I order loads and loads of food, I top up their glass if they're that kind of person, and I ask them all the sort of prying questions in the nicest possible way. This time, it's the brilliant singer-songwriter Leanne Le Havis.
1: And I got a call shortly before the show yeah. from my, my manager at the time saying... I don't mean to alarm you, Stevie Wonder's coming to the show. (laughs)
0: Leanne Le had just one dietary requirement. It needed to be vegan. I had a long, hard think, and then I realised the solution was the restaurant mayor off Charlotte Street in London of the brilliant chef Monica Galletti. She is one of the judges on MasterChef The Professionals, and as I'm a judge on MasterChef, that means that we are colleagues and therefore I could not review her restaurant. I'm very disappointed about that. But what I did find was that she has a vegetarian stroke vegan tasting menu, and she said she could adapt all the dishes to be vegan which meant that I had the perfect excuse finally to eat at Monica's place and I also think she'll feed Leanne Le Havas very well too. Leanne. Hello. Hi, I'm so
1: sorry I'm late. You ah. made it. Mwah. Yes, nice to meet you. Have a seat. Thank you.
0: I know how long it can take to get from our corner of South just London.
1: get to where? Well, Were you in South London as
0: well? I'm just across Brockwell Park from You're here. You're joking. I'm
1: not joking. I'm... In Streatham Hill.
0: I know exactly where you are. What? I mean, we're not going to reveal where exactly where you are, but...
1: We're kind of neighbours. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. You're one side of the A205 and I'm the other. <laughs> yeah. Which is the dividing line. Would you like some water?
1: I'd love some, yes. Yeah, sparkling. Mm, sparkling,
0: please. Sparkling, brilliant. Yeah. I'll go for sparkling, please, David. David will be serving us. So you will find to your left a vegan tasting menu. Wow. <laughs> if you're up for it. Yes. They'll do you. I mean, it's basically it's well, it's sort do of know, six courses. But choice
1: of dis- oh no, it's no, no, all no, no the whole
0: thing. But you don't have to do the whole thing. It's up to you. Whatever you do, I'll match you to. I'll do the whole thing. You'll do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's two tasting menus. Then I'll go. I'll go the things with a pulse. If as long as that doesn't offend. No.
1: Could you have some wine, as well? It's like a special
0: occasion, isn't it? Yeah. White or red?
1: White.
2: Four bubbles.
1: <laughs>
0: There we go. Right, bubbles then. Something sparkly to kick (laughs) off with and we'll see what and we'll see what happens. How did you meet Stevie Wonder?
1: He came to my first show in Los Angeles. We
0: had pink bubbles. Seven years ago.
1: Very beautiful. Cheers.
0: Cheers. I mean that's 2012, which is pretty much when everything you came to prominence. Yeah. 2012 was when I first came across you.
1: I can't believe that you came across me.
0: What do you read? That's so cool. Well, shall I tell you what it was? Okay. So, the Observer newspaper. Yes. You performed at King's Place for our TEDx event. It was fantastic. It was just you and guitar. Yeah. And I was emceeing I was the satellite event in Brighton. Right. Smaller audience, but then yeah. we would stop and take the feed from London.
1: Wow. And you came on.
0: <laughs> It was just you They're and always you're...
1: a bit more intimate when it's just me
0: And so. your open string sound Yeah So where was this first gig in LA?
1: It was called the Bootleg Theatre And I got a call shortly before the show Yeah From my, my manager at the time saying Don't mean to alarm you Stevie Wonder's coming to the show <laughs> I was just... And then I told the rest of the band and stuff and we were all just pacing around the dressing room just like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But um, it got to the show and we just... I think we just played really well because we knew Stevie Wonder was there.
0: It could have gone both ways, though, couldn't it? Yeah. Did you stand in the corner and have a long talk to yourself?
1: (laughs) Actually, yeah. Because I found out before everyone else. And I was alone in the hotel room. So I had a minute to just kind of
0: um. and Did he come back afterwards?
1: He we, we did. We spent I've got a photo. You want to see the photo? Oh yeah. That's me holding Stevie's hand.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs>
1: No, I was just crying the whole time he was talking to me.
0: What, just weeping? I'm
1: just crying, weeping with yeah. Like
0: I just didn't know what to say or do. What do you do when you're in the presence of someone like that? Do you say, so what do you think? Or uh, no. nice to meet you or...
1: Nice to meet you. Yeah. I would never ask what they think. They just would offer the information right. if
0: if you. Had you worked that out to. before?
1: No, I just never ask people what well, we they think. think. Unless it's like my boyfriend. That oh, right, okay. Like someone super, super close to me.
0: We have... Well, I have butter. <laughs>
1: the <laughs> the butter. butter. I
0: have the butter, the Caspian milk. I mean, it's And, very and you have an empty bowl, but I think <laughs> something. I think something will go into it, and you have olive the oil. The
1: best olive oil in the world. Absolutely. What is it? From Andalusia. Oh wow! Spanish.
0: Yeah. Oh, things on you know, sticks. A, can I wow! Feel, yes,
2: which is a cauliflower tempura with lime and yogurt and lemon verbena.
0: This is amazing. Should we? I think we should. In one. Yeah,
2: one,
1: right. two, three. Cheers. Mm. That mm. shatters. Do you think you've got a different batter?
0: No, I suspect the batter was exactly the same. Okay. One of the wonderful things about cauliflower is it can walk the line for both of us. <laughs> um, so, growing up in Streatham,
1: yeah.
0: it's always been portrayed in interviews
1: yeah.
0: as slightly complicated, your upbringing. <laughs> your parents, one Jamaican, one Greek. Yes. Which one was which?
1: Dad's Greek. Right. Mum's Jamaican. But um, they're both born in London. They're, my right. grandparents are Greek and Jamaican. Oh, right.
0: So which bit of Greece did your grandparents come from?
1: Um, they're from Athens and Corfu. All oh,
0: right. right. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: And your mum's only from Jamaica.
1: From Jamaica.
0: That's, that's a proper London mix, isn't it? Yes. Your parents split when you were quite small.
1: Yes. I don't actually remember them together ever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: And then you... Ended up living with your maternal grandparents? Mm-hmm. From what age were you with them?
1: I'm going to guess around two.
0: So, really, very small. Yeah. And that, that was home. Yeah. How did the music happen?
1: The movie Sister Act Two had just come out. Some girls were just singing some of the songs from it. And then a friend of mine sang one of the songs to the popular girl group at school. And then she decided she wasn't my friend anymore because they had let them let her into their group because she had. Sang. So she swung off. Yes,
0: and singing had done it.
1: Singing did it.
0: So you have seen the power of song. Yes, it, d- it divides you from a friend.
1: It divided us, and I was like, I could do that.
0: <laughs> I could sing, and I could. <laughs> I could
1: do that, so I just started to sing on my way home from school, and. It felt really nice, basically. I just felt good doing it. I was like, oh, what's this? You know? And then I felt like it was, like, not allowed or something. Like, it felt like I was...
0: What, you had a secret?
1: Yeah. It's like I didn't know if that was OK to do publicly. And were you, and were
0: you <laughs> singing songs for the sis, right, too? Yeah, I sang,
1: I sang the same song that she sang.
0: I'm not going to ask you to sing it, don't Oh,
1: we? well, I don't know what it's called other than to sing the main line of
0: it do you want to sing the main line of it it goes
1: if you want to be somebody if you want to go somewhere you know that one
0: i think i do yeah Yeah,
1: it's probably called if you want to be be somebody somebody. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um so i sang that to myself felt really good and then carried on singing in secret for the next seven years
2: for you, wow. you have a, a fresh pea salad with uh, pica dressing, wow. pickled carrots, and truffle. Yes. And for you, Jay, you have a, a shortbread biscuit with truffle, pea custard, pica uh, dressing on top, fresh peas, and ham hock.
1: Beautiful. Wow, thank
0: you. Benefiti. I think we should interrogate the secretness.
1: It just felt like I was exposing myself or something. I felt naughty. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When you're doing something
0: bon. that you just shouldn't be doing. Yeah, but why, why would it have felt naughty? I mean...
1: I was a bit shy, I suppose, because I was an only child as right. well. Spent a lot of time at home on my own. I kind Any of,
0: imaginary friends we should uh, give credit to?
1: Jemima. Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> did she like it when you sang?
1: She loved everything I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hearing a lot about people having imaginary friends. I was like, I should probably have one of those. <laughs>
0: So I made one up. What was the old gag? I've got an imaginary friend. He's a real person. He just doesn't like me. Um, (laughs) It has to be said, given where you grew up, and Mm -hmm. there was the possibility because it opened, I think, at the during that time, you could have headed to Croydon. Yeah. And the Brit. I. The Brit School. Did you think about that? Did you? You must have read about it.
1: I made friends from there who were in my school, and then they went to Brit.
0: So Brit was the performing arts school. There's yeah. Some really big names have come out of there. Loads. Of but so did you think about it? Did you at any point go back to your folks and say, what I really want to do? Or had you not started thinking in those terms?
1: Firstly, I didn't really know that I could do that. Everyone was very much about having a proper education, having like kind of an academic qualification of some kind would be... Always better,
0: which is a kind of immigrant culture thing, isn't it? Yeah, get all that stuff, and then you're you you've yeah. got stronger footing in this. Yeah, I mean, they would have loved if I was
1: a doctor. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would have loved
0: if I was a doctor. <laughs> okay.
1: That would I, I would be smart Who and needs help Top people. ten album
0: when you can actually,
1: hmm.
0: but remove people's spleens.
1: I was just yeah, <laughs> but I just felt I don't know. I just really loved art and painting and singing and all the other stuff yeah.
0: uh, how did that how did it happen how did you get a gig mm. was somebody organising a night and said we need someone
1: basically yeah friend of a friend I was like oh you want to play a gig yeah I can play you cross in it was just some random night he was putting on and then I did it and I was just terrified and I how I long a set? how many the songs the guitar like fell at one point probably only had like four or five at the time that's a set so when I look back though, it's just it just seems so early to be doing anything. When you only well, have you're what, Seventeen? Yeah, about eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. I just I know, I look at artists today. A lot of people are discovered, aren't they? Like on YouTube or singing somewhere, or Instagram or whatever. And they don't have many songs and they're very young and they're it's like.
0: Do you worry about them?
1: I do worry about them because it's just a crazy thing to do to have this career, to be a musician for your job, and Ooh. to be an artist and to express yourself as a job. You know There's,
0: I mean? a, a little bit of you sounds like your your parents and grandparents saying, <laughs> "Yeah, is it a proper job?" Of course, course they didn't think it was a job with prospects.
1: They absolutely did not want me to drop out of college.
0: You, you know, you talk about people being discovered on YouTube. What's your superhero origin story?
1: How how was I discovered? Yeah, (laughs) MySpace.
0: MySpace. <laughs> so Josh and Darby are really <laughs> all over MySpace. All
1: MySpace. Is it still there? Is it's, there, a, still there. it's still the there. The domain is definitely still there.
0: So what were you pasting recordings on there? And I
1: did, yeah. So I did some demos with that boyfriend because he had a studio in his bedroom. So I'd I worked in a bar, and I would pay for my recordings with my tips <laughs> to my boyfriend.
0: Hang on a sec. No,
1: he didn't give them to me for free. He charged you. He charged me.
0: Your boyfriend charged you. Yep. How long did they deft him off then?
1: <laughs> Actually, I think I got out quite good because he dumped. Oh, me. he
0: gave you mates rates?
1: Actually it was mates' rates. But still he'd like record other people and charge them like the same and say it was mate's rates. <laughs> but it was not the same.
0: You know, I'm almost tempted to just abandon the rest of the room and really drill down on this bloke who was charging you to record demos. You might listen. No, all right, we won't talk about that. It's unfair. But
1: my whole first album basically is about him and how I got played and then (laughs) how I ultimately came out fine.
0: So the whole of of Is Your Love Big Enough is about him and...
1: Yeah, there's a song called Forget Mm. um, and there's also the song called Age... I remember writing that because I was, I had just been dumped by this guy who was my age. We were 19 at the time. And then I just started to, like, kind of talk to the older guy. Uh, So the song is about me realising that the younger guy was basically wasting my time anyway. And then this older guy was really cool.
0: But it's more than that, because the thing I loved about that song Mm. was what you essentially say is... You start off by saying, but I like younger men. Oh, yeah, but this older guy like, is quite cute. I was cute. having
1: a conversation with myself in my head. Uh, indeed. and, and I, the, like, and, and the I brilliant,
0: can't like an older guy. The brilliant bridge is, as long as he does what he's told.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it such a problem if he's old? Look, if it, as <laughs> long
0: as <laughs> he, he does, does what he's, he's told.
1: told. Oh, God. Still makes me giggle now.
0: Oh, that's the thing that strikes me about your songwriting is... That it is you working stuff out.
1: Exactly. I figured that out, though, not too long ago. I was like, wait, my songwriting is just me discussing everything. And then once I get it out, I'm like, oh, that was what the issue was. <laughs> and then it's like it's resolved because I've...
0: And it and goes off into the world.
1: Yeah, And that's very much how I am, actually. Like, if I have a problem, I can't not talk about it. Like if I don't talk about it, I'll go insane and I'll get really confused and I'll be like, What's wrong with me? And then I have to like figure what it figure out what it is and then when I talk about it with like a friend or whatever, I immediately feel
0: But it does strike me that as all your you know, your songwriting is about working stuff out. Yeah. There will be a point somewhere in the future where we can track the you know, the stages of yeah. of Leander Havis's life through her albums.
1: You probably probably can. I was talking to someone on Saturday, actually. And they were asking me about my new album. They were like, oh, you know, what's it about?
0: When are you releasing that? play it yet. Oh, right, OK, not just yet. It just
1: needs to be finished. It's very close, though. All right. But yeah, I was talking about it and stuff. He was like, what's what's it about? And I was like, I don't know if I really want to say. Like, why don't you just listen? And he was like, you don't have to talk about it. So I thought, I thought to myself, I, I never had to talk about it. just could listen to the song. So I might not talk about this new one. I'll just play it
0: quite hard to do, though, isn't it? Because people like me keep turning up and asking you questions.
1: Well, you can... You know when you're doing, like, art history...
0: Yeah.
1: ..and you have to, you know, work out what a painting means? You have to learn how to
0: read a painting.
1: Yeah. People should learn to read songs more, maybe.
0: I would say there are... Because
1: I leave lots of clues. Well, you do. Yeah. I mean,
0: you know, I, they're, the, they're not impenetrable. Are, and are,
1: yeah, and then there's the ones that are very obviously what they're about.
0: And there's also something else, and I probably look at me aghast, which... <laughs> but it's in your lyrics. Yeah. And it's also in your conversation that you seem quite adept at moving on from relationships if you don't think they're working.
1: Yeah, except we, my it, recent one where I just stayed. So it's a balance I've found. Like, either I like them too much or they like me too much. The and the imbalance. It's, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, the relationships where you know it's not nice but you stay because you feel like you've been sort of devalued and they are safe to you even though they don't treat you very nicely and weirdly those are the ones you're kind of most loyal to and then the ones where yeah I felt a bit too depended on maybe and then you get um, personally for me and then I started to feel like a bit trapped so yeah have dishes oh wow <laughs> so you'll
2: have the courgettes so yellow and green courgettes you've got some courgette puree some um, aquafaba mayo with saffron and the nori rice cracker wow and For each you've got a cornish cod with pecan celery carrots dried tomato and olives and the ioli sauce
0: she does know what she's doing doesn't <laughs> she have you watched monica on uh, absolutely Ma- i'm market? such a right. fan of her
1: is great. How do I eat
0: it, though? Well, uh, you probably use a knife and fork and There's go for it. A knife? Well, a knife, fork, spoon. Should I just... Use your hands. I really don't it. care. Just, do whatever you yeah. like. If you want to see what Leanne's eating, go to her Insta account, which is a, a thing of beauty as it is.
3: Hi there. I'm Ollie. I'm the executive producer on Out to Lunch and this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Imagine you had the time it takes to have lunch, gifted to you each day, an extra hour. What would you do with that time? For me personally, after listening to Out to Lunch in a swanky new restaurant, I'd love to spend more time actually sampling the food there myself. Now, a lot of us wish we had more time, but in reality, if something is really important, then we make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. It can help you clear your head and take control of your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Plus, it's entirely online to save those precious minutes. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash lunch. that's better h-e-l-p dot com slash outtolunch
1: There's a lot happening these days but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time The 7 from The Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories and we always try to save room for something fun
0: You get it all in about 7 minutes or less I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. One of the things we haven't talked about from the, from the, your childhood and your upbringing is race, ethnicity. Yeah. yeah. For a start, at home,
1: yeah.
0: you were sort of Greek, so European, Jamaican, mm-hmm. which is Afro-Caribbean. Yeah. But also you're in Streatham, mm-hmm. which has its own interesting... Divisions. Yes, we're not meant to talk about divisions. I'm. I'm. I, so I've lived in Brixton. Who to, says to,
1: we're not meant well, to talk about
0: it? It's one of the. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. I think the the debate on this stuff.
1: I'm always. I'm very. It's a big subject for me.
0: It's a huge subject.
1: Being not fully black or not fully white. It's like people don't let you be exactly 50-50 50.
0: Right, you're not allowed... It's like you're
1: made to... You've got to be something. Oh, but if you're brown, then you're black. And it's like, well, yeah, but I also am 50% not black. (laughs) So, I don't know, I've always struggled with what other people think of my race rather than what I think of my race. I just, I know I'm brown. Right. And I know my granddad is Jamaican and I've been brought up in a completely Jamaican household. And then I still have people judging me assuming i was brought up by the white side of my family when just because of how i speak and that's like that's in itself very disrespectful like why can't you speak well if you're black or brought up by black people like that's saying that they're not educated i almost feel like
0: i need to mitigate the word well and just say in a particular way,
1: in a particular
0: way. <laughs> it does no, to be one thing yeah
1: no exactly but Although, you know, even you know my point.
0: No, I absolutely know yeah. your point. But also, and that's the thing, you know, I don't think people, sometimes I don't think people understand areas like Brixton, Streatham. Yeah. They are, they're complicated in they some are.
1: ways. They are. There's so many different pockets
0: of communities. So people want to say about Brixton, for example, where I've lived for 30 years, yeah. um, that it's, um, it's, it's a that homogeneous neighbourhood where we all live together. Yeah. No, we all live together... But often in groups that, you know, yeah. mix together by the fingertips. Yes. And they can still stay very, very distinct.
1: I absolutely agree.
0: But we all rub along.
1: Yeah.
0: Really, really comfortably.
1: Yes. Oh, hello. Oh,
0: well, that's pretty. <gasps>
1: wow. This is, this is a cavatelli pasta. Wait a minute, I've got to just...
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing happens <laughs> unless it's fully observed by the electronics.
1: Tomato consomme. Eh?
2: Basil ah. and Kalamata olives. This is the Scottish scallops. They're topped with banchale with beluga lentils,
1: carrot, and celery. Beautiful. We're, uh, we're very lucky people. We are very lucky people. Look at this.
0: I like hell tell and nobody understands. Someone
1: bread for you. Yes, please. Thank you. I do a lot of cooking. Do you? I love cooking.
0: What kind Especially of
1: food? Especially vegan cooking. I make things that are easily veganized. Right. Do you know what I mean? Stuff that's kind of already naturally vegan.
0: What's your go to dish?
1: I like doing pasta. Mm-hmm. Lots of different types of pastas. I do.
0: Have you experimented pestos? with making your own pastas? No. It's hard work.
1: It's hard work. And the,
0: the stuff on the market's good.
1: It's, yeah. Just buy a huge bag of pasta and you're good.
0: Do you use recipe books or do they irritate you?
1: I have recipe books and I have used them. Yeah. And I did do one recipe that was amazing. But a friend of mine came over to the house as I was cooking the thing and, like, it was a blueberry clafouti I was making. This so was pre-vegan.
0: Pre-vegan. pre-vegan. Yeah. Well, blueberry clafouti is basically Yorkshire pudding with blueberries in it. Yeah. Kind of. It's a batter but pudding with blueberries. I had,
1: I'm not really desserty, and I don't really
0: make desserts very well. So what happened to the blueberry clafootie?
1: So my friend came and I was excited about how it was going because I'm not really good with sweet things. Yeah. He like checked on it because he's French. So was, I was like, oh, check on my clafootie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> I suddenly have this sense of some kind of massive shrug of Gallic disdain. <laughs> no, he was, he
1: was quite excited
0: for oh, me. Was, was he?
1: So oh, he, put it, but, he put it back in the oven, slammed the door And then it slid to the back and put out the flame of the oven.
0: So what, the whole batter slopped over the top?
1: Yes, and it was going to set and it was going to be so good. So we rescued some of it and then we had to serve it in shot glasses.
0: Unlike with your music, it strikes me that your response to this was not... Then I must try again. No. You never attempted the clavoutier. You
1: never again? attempted it. How did you know? <laughs>
0: there, there was a sense, the, the way you were describing just, it, that this I was. Must... Just,
1: I just haven't actually made a dessert since then, probably.
0: What year was this? About 2011.
1: 2013.
0: 2013. <laughs> All right, now I think we need to talk about a very serious issue. You've touched on it. Go on. Cooking programs.
1: Yay! <laughs> we got there.
0: Was that why you actually agreed to do this podcast? So you thought you could just talk about MasterChef? I <laughs> wanted to talk about
1: MasterChef <laughs> and any any of those shows, great of those. British Menu, all of them. I love them all.
0: So I think it's important <laughs> yeah. that we come up with a league table. Okay. You know. Yeah. Who's number one
1: of all Press, the
0: time? Well, you know, all the all the the UK TV shows. Who's the one who said? Well, that?
1: there's a lot of things that. You know, to know tick this... off, aren't they? They got yeah, to be yeah. watchable, yeah. likable. That's the kind of same thing.
0: Um, no, not necessarily. I can I can tell you about a couple who are distinctly unlikeable
1: <laughs> They have to have good technique. They can't just be putting things from a dish A, a ramekin into a, intro. Yeah, I don't really like. Just that
0: saying stuff. the word ramekin is not good <laughs> enough, is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's probably got to be Keith Floyd, doesn't it? I think it has. He's the best ever. Well, he was the one who pretty much took food out of the studio. Yes. The the stir and. Loved all
1: the live action, you know, the ostrich thing.
0: I mean, he could be an irascible old bastard, it has to be said. Of course. In the best sort of way. Well,
1: that's what I mean. He's unapologetically himself.
0: So we've got yeah. Keith at number one in Love this league Keith, table. I, yeah. I, I've got to follow through. I came up with an idea which was a league table. Yes. And I can't let it go with just. Now I've, Should it, it be D I think for pure utility. Yeah. And you can wonder at her pronunciations of salsa Fail
1: Failsafe as well.
0: They work. Yeah. Her, her recipes work. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely
1: do. Yeah. Mary Berry, though. Such a lovely demeanour. Oh. I just like her. Oh, i like to be around her. She's very... She probably smells really
0: nice. <laughs> she does, you know? actually. Back in the 60s, she went to work for a magazine my mother was working on. Oh, really? And my mother took her under her wing and yeah. taught her how to put your expenses in and how to work the really? system. Really? And I have inherited oh, the, the the gratitude from Mary, from my wow. mother. For, my mother's gone now. When I first met Mary about, I think about ten years ago, I was on the one show. She said, oh... I loved your mother, so I love you.
1: Oh, all right, oh, that's, okay. that's amazing. <laughs> that's so that's cool. What was the magazine?
0: Woman's Own. Um,
1: really? Mm. Wow.
0: Back in the 60s, when those magazines really, you know... When
1: people cared about magazines. Yeah,
0: when people cared about magazines. And
1: they actually had good content. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> Are you ready to give up your...
1: This is the best thing I've ever had. Hold on.
0: No. <laughs> Leanne's going to take the glaze off the bowl. <laughs> Just
1: got to do this and then make sure that gets nice and
0: soggy. You did have a period as one of Paloma's backing singers, didn't you? Paloma mm-hmm, Face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How, how long were you on tour with her for?
1: Mm, I was about 18 months.
0: Quite a while. Mm. It should be said mm-hmm. that Paloma's band has almost been a major terminus for musicians in, in London. Lots of people pass through her. Yes. I've I come across <laughs> loads of them. What did you get from being with Paloma?
1: I love Paloma. She's a good friend of mine since, you know, since a long time ago. And I was always just really in awe of her. She's so ballsy and just confident and fun and silly, but really there's like a seriousness to her as well.
0: It's almost like... Apprenticeship before you moved to the front of it the stage. It really
1: is like that. I felt like that. And because I, I was working with also a girl called Rox before Paloma. That's how I met Paloma. Because Rox supported Paloma and I was in Rox's band.
0: Right.
1: But seeing these girls... Were you like, stolen? No. I was fired you? and then oh. picked up.
0: <laughs> you were fired by Rox and picked up by Paloma. Well, it's, it's a, it's a long story,
1: two. but I just... Uh, there was some stuff happening behind the scenes, sure, and it wasn't appropriate for Rox's band, right? Okay, uh, or what she wanted to do. So it's it's all good. Um, but yeah, I absolutely felt that th- it just kind of made me more determined to do my thing. Like when you see someone else do it their way, you you think about what you think about yourself. You think about what you would do and what you want to do, and it just made me more and more compelled to go solo.
0: How do you feel the music industry is now for women? Mm. Oh, that's a huge mm-hmm. question.
1: I know, it's very broad. It is. I mean, it's getting better. I remember getting told how I should do my hair, how much skin I'm allowed to show in a video, that I couldn't wear a head wrap for a gig... Who told
0: um, you could what the hell you I don't want on? to name
1: any names, but, but is, uh, I mean, I've been told these things. Real life people have told me these things. People think their opinion matters to me. But yeah, I don't imagine that I would be told that now. And I think it's partly because of the try. times moving on, but also because I don't know if they trusted me back then. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't even that long ago. It was like my second album. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Before.
0: It was 2015 that that it was out. It's
1: like they just assumed that I didn't know myself or something. And I was like, are really trying to tell me that I can't wear a V-neck? Just <laughs> like, I'm a 25-year-old woman.
0: There's another course. Is this
1: the aubergine?
0: Yes. So I have lamb, I think cannon. And... So you get the
2: cannon, the sweet bread, yeah. basil and projectore, some black garlic, and the potato which <laughs> are in with lemon slime. Yours has got a
0: massive aubergine crisp across the top. Yeah, it's beautiful. And a sort of millefoy thing.
1: Very crisp, actually, aubergine crisp. Look at that.
0: So Prince. Yeah. Had Prince. he picked you up on MySpace as well?
1: <laughs> Quite possibly, but it, I don't think so. I think it was more a friend recommended my EP to him, he ah. said.
0: That's what he said. And then he phoned you up? Mm-hmm.
1: The thing I thought was the most ridiculous was that my manager came to me and said, "Okay, I've just been on the phone to Prince's manager."
0: <laughs> I just thought that was
1: insane. I was like, "What?" I mean,
0: it, it, not to, not to play this manager down, but it must surely have been quite a big thing for him, absolutely. your manager, to be on the phone to Prince's manager. This is like absolutely there is a league table of these people. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was told that Prince would like to have a phone call with me. Just one Saturday or something, I just got the call. Like, okay, he's going to call you today. Make sure you got your phone. So then, of course, I went out and forgot my phone. <laughs> Left it on the bed. Went to the pub with my boyfriend. His phone starts going. It's my manager.
0: So your manager's mm-hmm. got your boyfriend's number as well. Yeah, because
1: I was because a bit you, like that.
0: In case he mislaid you. Yes. He thought your boyfriend might be able to...
1: That happens to my boyfriends a lot. (laughs) They get called by my manager. Where is Leanne? Prince is going to call her. And so we gave Prince my boyfriend's number (laughs) at the pub. And then it rang and it was obviously a withheld number. And I went outside to take the call and the the street was really loud. And I was like, hello. And he was like, it sounds like you're on a busy street. I was like, yeah, Yeah. I'm just going to walk over here. So I walked in an alleyway. And he was like, oh, it sounds like you're in an alleyway now.
0: <laughs> well, it's the, you know, the acoustic reference point. Yes, but he just. <laughs> sounds like it's overcast at 8 pm. <laughs> yeah. But this is what I want from Prince. I want Prince to have been that yeah, way. Yeah,
1: exactly. So um, I said, I'm sorry, I hope you don't mind. I just need to check who this is. And he was like, I think you know who this is. <laughs> and then it was Prince. <laughs> talking
0: on the phone in Captain. And now a word from our sponsor, which in this case is me. I've got a new book out. It's called My Last Supper, One Meal, A Lifetime in the Making, in which I attempt to answer the one question I've been asked most often, what would my last meal on earth be? I go out in search of the ingredients. It does include pig. And I tell the stories behind them. It's available now in hardback, ebook, and audio formats. And I'm also on tour with a live show based on the book. For tickets and info, visit jrayner.co.uk. And now back to Out to Lunch. People are often surprised yeah. because he sang, could sing in quite a high falsetto, mm-hmm. that he actually had quite a mellow low voice. He did have
1: a low voice. Same with Michael Jackson. He only spoke softly to preserve his voice. People think he had a high voice. He just had a normal voice.
0: Uh, and famously, mm. he came to your house in Leyton. Yes, yeah, so some Orton.
1: years passed now be- between the first phone call and him coming to Leighton.
0: Because we did this huge fuck off limo turn up outside your house.
1: Essentially, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> was it a stretch or just a big bl- black four by four?
1: It's a big black car.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So we'd established our friendship over about two or three years at that point and I was just talking to him to wish him a happy new year I emailed him and then I and then we you know I had a phone call a mysterious phone call out of nowhere like it usually was I said that I'd moved into a new house and you know it's really nice and blah 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 and he was like I should do a concert there
0: (laughs) how big was the audience?
1: three people Maybe seven.
0: Did you live stream it? No. It
1: wasn't allowed to be. It ended up being a press conference. So he's like, I would like to invite three members of the British music press to this. And then that same night, he played at the Electric Ballroom. Is that the one? In, In Camden. Camden yeah. yeah. The Electric Ballroom.
0: Was that one of didn't the tell up, anyone, Didn't tell anyone. Didn't tell just...
1: anyone. Just thousands of people around the corner. And like... He gave me as much guest list as I wanted.
0: (laughs) Sounds like quite a good night. This sounds like a very sort of dark question, but did his death take you by surprise?
1: Yeah, completely. Completely. I I was on the tube to go see my great-grandmother, who was very ill at the time. And when I went in the tube, everything was normal. And then I got out the tube and he was gone. I got all these messages on my phone, have you heard about Prince, have you heard about Prince? And at first I thought that he was in London or something. And then I quickly realised it wasn't that. And then I called a friend of ours, a mutual friend, who was one of his dancers. Mm -hmm. And she was just bawling her eyes out on the phone. She was like, I don't know what happened. It's really insane. I was just with him last week, she's saying. She's like, he was fine.
0: Because people should understand that you you actually worked on one of his... Records. Didn't you? I did,
1: yeah. Spent a lot of them. time with him. Yeah, it was in 2014. We did that recording, and he liked to work at night and stuff. So we just, you know, just pottering around Paisley Park, and then at night we would record all the bits and stuff, and then, yeah, I'd just hang out. It was a very beautiful, surreal time, but. Yeah, I recently was talking to that same friend about mm. that album, actually. If you listen, it's like she's kind of superstitious, maybe, about it. Maybe she felt that he was.
0: Semaphore so into the future. Right, okay.
1: His, his, yeah, his own death. But I don't know.
0: Have you written about it? That well, was a, a shake of the head. I, <laughs> I
1: actually kind of have.
0: Ah, but you wrote a
1: song, but it's not been finished. I don't know how I want it to be the most appropriate thing if I do put something like that into the world. It's serious, it's proper. Yeah, because I've written songs about Lost before, but it's a very different situation with him because he's. He wasn't just my friend that only I knew. He no, was sure. the world's, one of the world's greatest gifts, musically. And just as a, as a personality as well. Oh, wow. Oh, come on, <laughs> look at that. That's not vegan. <laughs>
2: who is vegan no so you have the vanilla sponge, chocolates and coconuts come on ganache uh, raspberry and L&P so L&P is a, is a drink from New Zealand L&P
1: L&P oh L&P
0: so like lemonade and for
1: you Jay this is the
2: Yon- Conte cheese donuts.
1: cheese donuts. yeah oh my god
0: yeah
1: cheese
0: <laughs> cheese donuts. how's your um, vegan sponge terrible. Is it? <laughs> no, this is
1: really amazing.
0: I'm just trying you're
1: Please, it's amazing.
0: This is just part you of And my... Try the
1: sponge as well. That's amazing.
0: Well, that is amazing, isn't it's it? It's
1: so good. This whole thing that just happened is very good.
0: I find the phrase self-styled yeah. always slightly odd because it could also be translated as I put some of my clothes on. But you have always pretty much... Mm worked out your own look haven't you
1: well pretty much i've worked with a stylist though who helped me to realize my my kind of femininity i guess because i had a
0: i had one of those ones it was a disaster <laughs> um <laughs> i just have really big thighs and nothing fits and every every stylist always underestimates my size <laughs> okay but well, you didn't look waist. like that I go, well, you know, I've been living inside this body for years. But that
1: But that's a thing too. It's hard, like if you get to a a photo shoot and they've got a rack of clothes that they think are gonna be alright for you, just based on what they've seen you in before, and it's like all doesn't fit and it's kind of you can feel self-conscious, you know. Sure. And it's so yeah, she, she helped me, she's a good friend of mine. Helped me to kind of understand shape and colour and texture. And then I took that and kind of ran with it, and now I, it's like a mood rather than anything. It's like, what do I, how do I feel today? What do I want to portray? And what? usually I go with something that makes me smile. Like, what can I put on that just makes me smile?
0: I think we have one more dish about to <laughs> arrive. The last, the last stage of our tasting Pineapple
1: menu. Pineapple and tarragon. Shall I read the thing?
0: Yours, yes, do.
1: Pineapple and tarragon, consomme, mango fruit roll, avocado... Fresh mango. Oh
0: well, there's my. a little pipette dropping beautiful green beads of oil or sauce, or I'm not even going to guess. Oh, that is gorgeous. Yeah, tarragon. David, man. you've done that before, haven't you?
1: Thank you. <laughs> this is going to be interesting with the avocado as well.
0: Well, avocado can, you know, it's the bicurious vegetable fruit of the food world isn't it? It, it walks all the lines I'm oh, curious
1: <laughs> mm.
0: It does know whether it's a fruit or a vegetable whether it's a main course of dessert or breakfast mm-hmm. It's trying everything on for science. Ooh. It's
1: a really good l- vegan hack using avocado for things
0: Have you had a conversation <laughs> with Barack Obama?
1: Yes I have <laughs>
0: How did that happen? Because you... Uh, don't so me, know. I don't know. Like, like,
1: why have I even done that?
0: He, so crazy. He, he said you were on his playlist.
1: I was on his playlist, yeah. That was, yeah, in 2015 or something. It was published, you know, the about, his you know, stuff that he likes at the moment.
0: I just love the idea that this list appears <laughs> and all these artists performers yeah. going... Yeah, running their finger down, like, am I, am I?
1: Yeah, I didn't even know, though. I was like, someone told me. I was like, what? And then, a year later... Um, I was invited to dinner with him by the American ambassador who was living in London at the time. And it was because I had performed at the ambassador's house for International Women's Day. They invited me to perform. And then a few months later, they were like, we would love you to join us for this dinner we're having, this special dinner with the president and a few other invited guests that were also mega, crazy famous people. And uh, I got there and someone escorted me in. And She was, as I was walking in, she was like, OK, so you'll be seated next to Barack Obama.
0: What's your opening conversational gambit? Or was he brilliant at that himself? He was some? brilliant, you can imagine. He's
1: so charismatic.
0: Yeah, my Just only example of that is meeting Nicola Sturgeon. It doesn't really compare. <laughs> <laughs> she was lovely. But it was, I was struck by the ease of, yeah. you know, those career politicians, they can do that opening gambit better than anybody. It's very,
1: yeah, extremely charming and intelligent and just funny and just good substantial person so it was great but he he basically said that he was a fan and him and Michelle listened to my music <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay cool thanks and thank you so much are can you I, gonna have coffee
0: um I wouldn't mind a mint tea Ooh,
1: can I do the same <laughs> and
0: if Monica's got a moment yeah. Monica Calati, Leander Harris. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, thank how you, you so much. For
1: you. Amazing oh. meal. Wow, oh, you look so cute. Thank you. So do you, <laughs> well,
0: well, Chef? Yes. What? I oh, wear the same thing. You, you never do? say that it's to nice. me. <laughs> thank you. That Pleasure. was fabulous. You enjoyed it. Oh, sorry, it was lovely. Sorry, sorry. So you should know that Leanne is a complete MasterChef obsessive.
1: No, don't... don't I love it. Have you seen how mean he is on there? Yes! I'm s- not mean! You're That's so nice in real life. It's editing,
0: it's editing, it's editing! He
1: scares them to death
0: in there. Hang on. Monica, who does the skills test, who has reduced grown men to tears... I'm shaking. It's accusing... One of, the, one of the great things about you is you have a face that cannot hide what it thinks...
1: Yeah, that's true, that's true Listen, it's been wonderful to have you Thank you so much for having us see
0: You, soon. you yeah. will Well, I think at that point, with our mint tea in hands I get to do the official thing, which is Leanne will thank you for letting me take you out to lunch
1: Thank you we for kn- doing this with me Clink teacups so of mint tea Mmm
0: so after we turned off the microphones from recording lunch with Leanne, she told me that we had actually met once before, in a foyer of a hotel in Tokyo, only in the summer of 2018. And the moment she said it, I remembered it, because this this bunch of rock stars swanned into the foyer of this hotel, with this guy looking ultra-hip, who I now know was her boyfriend then, Thundercat, and then... Leanne, I didn't recognise her, said that she liked what I did on Masterchef and I thanked her I wish I had known it was her because, as I say, I have long been a fan of her music I think the way she plays is gorgeous and now I'm a big fan of the way she talks Um, She was very open and very warm and delightful company and if you want more, there is more. You can find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We would really appreciate it if, having consumed them, you were then to review them and give them five stars and tell all your friends about them. And please do subscribe. Then you'll get every single episode as it drops. Out to Lunch is a Something Else and Jay Rayner production. The music was written, arranged and performed by Jay Rayner and Robert Rickenberg. The mix engineer was Josh Gibbs. The assistant producer was Rosie Marotra. The producer is Selina and. The the executive producer is Darby Doris. Additional production is from Steve Ackerman. Next time, it's the go-to man for every big show on television. It's Dermot O'Leary. It's a great moment where Ozzy Osbourne ordered a chicken curry and chipriyanis. It was probably one of the moments of my life. So. <laughs> so. What well, he went off menu? Didn't even look. <laughs>